Welcome to the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Chris Garada, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Easter is community, rediscovering one another. After being physically separated for more than a year, we are looking forward to the opportunity to reconnect and become even more the kind of community that God intends. May the power of the resurrection strengthen us on this journey. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. Here ends the reading. A couple years ago, one of our foyer groups, a group from our church that gathers regularly for dinners, heard the story of a young woman who came to a free health clinic here in Dallas, pregnant, with twins, and without any family support. They did a little investigation through a friend who volunteered at the clinic and discovered that this young woman lived alone and hadn't been able to gather much to prepare for her babies. She didn't have a crib, didn't have a changing table or a rocker, didn't have diapers and clothes and on and on. And for most of us, put simply, she didn't even have the basics. This group of St. Michael friends decided they had to do something about it. And so they threw this young woman a baby shower. Can you even imagine what this young woman thought? Here she was working hard to get by and strangers came out of nowhere to help her out. Without any expectation of receiving anything in return, this group of friends helped a fellow Dallasite in need. I love this story because it highlights the simplicity of our gospel message, a message that we see delivered with particular clarity in today's gospel reading. In the arc of our gospel story, I like to think of John the Baptist as Jesus's hype man, the one who warms up the crowd and gets them ready for the headliner. In today's lesson, we see John doing just that, 
John is a prophet in the true sense of the word. He's outside Jerusalem, the center of power for the Jewish people, railing against those who are more concerned with keeping and expanding their power rather than caring for one another. Now, if we take this story at face value, it's a bit odd. John has attracted people to him, crowds of people, and yet he challenges them with harsh words. You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. And then the crowd asked John, well, then what should we do? In reply, John said to them, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has found food must do likewise. Give to one another, John says. Care for one another, he says. Treat one another with love. Sound familiar? We know that Jesus is to come. And we know that Jesus offers a very clear command, love one another as I have loved you. John and Jesus are delivering the same message, albeit with different charisms. You see, the simple idea is so easy to hear. Uh, Until, of course, we actually seek to put his teachings into practice. You see, we are human, after all, and our humanity compels us to ask specific questions about this gospel truth. Who should we love? How should we love? How generous should we be? When should we love one another? You see, we can't take Jesus, and John for that matter, at face value, because we immediately assume that love has limits. Time and again, we see people come to challenge this idea of generosity and love, only to find that Jesus is consistent. Some classic examples include the rich young man who asked Jesus what he must do to inherit eternal life. Jesus says, keep the commandments, which the young man says he does. Jesus then says, well, sell everything you have and give all the money to the poor. And the young man just walks away because, as scripture tells us, he has so much. Then there was another instance when Peter questioned Jesus about forgiveness. Peter said, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Because Peter thought, seven times, that's a lot. But Jesus said to him, no, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. You see, in each of these cases, Jesus is lavish in his generosity, lavish in his grace, and lavish in his love. Jesus embodies the hope we hear from John the Baptist, the path he prepares for Jesus to walk. This path of discipleship is not easy for anyone. We want rules and boundaries and limits. We want very much to follow Jesus and to live like Jesus, but this This generosity and forgiveness and love stuff is just too broad to be realistic, right? Well, rather than challenging Jesus on the limits of his teachings, what if we asked a different question? What if we asked, what happens when we want to follow Jesus and when we want to do as Jesus asks us to do, but we fail? That. That is the question that likely gets at the core of our desire to put boundaries around Jesus. You see, we know we are not Jesus. We know we will fail, and before we even take a step, we want to try and prevent our failure as much as possible. We want limits and boundaries so that we can actually achieve what Jesus asks of us, rather than fail over and over again. But, my friends, we are human. We are messy. And we will fail. 
to live up to the call Christ puts on our lives, and yet, God's love for us remains total and complete. In each and every one of our wonderful failures, God loves us completely. So instead of being concerned about failing, why not simply do our best? The baby shower that was thrown for our neighbor here in Dallas, that sweet stranger, is not going to solve all her problems. Nor is that shower the absolute most that that faithful group of St. Michaelites could have done. And yet, they loved her. They gave out of love and made a true, profound impact on her life, and in doing so, made an even deeper impact on their own lives. The love we show one another will always, always fall short of the perfection of Christ, but we are called to love one another anyway. This Easter season, I hope, we can all receive the call to love with openness and courage, knowing that we will always fall short. Let's love anyway. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal Mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn to the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.